0: Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 117. In today's episode, we're going to just kick around a couple of, of uh, ideas about who should who should present new higher safety orientation. So, um, well, let's just dive right into it then. So, I like to do it myself. So, along with the person from the management team, and they'll they'll um, cover certain topics, you know, they obviously don't want to talk about confined space and lockout tag out, but they can help out with things like this is the um, the system that we have in place. This is the importance that we have. Here are the goals that we have. Um, so the management team um, person can really do a great job of, of helping to set that tone right from the get-go, like uh, what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. I mean, they obviously expect to hear that from me, the safety person, but, you know, you really need to hear it from uh, the people in charge who really drive because they have them, uh, well, they, they give people the, the uh, money and time to get things done. So, I like to also cover safety uh, orientation as the very first topic. I know that uh, depending on what company you're at, like maybe they do, like let's, let's fill out some HR forms or something like that first, you know, not like that doesn't have to be done, but I do think that it sets a, um, a very nice tone, a very nice precedent of, uh, we're we're recovering safety first thing on the first day, uh, to make sure that everybody truly understands just how important it is, um, People will also, depending upon their, you know, their own individual makeup, start to lose attention. They get tired, uh, not focused correctly. So I do think that if you tried to do this at 3.30, you would have a totally different crowd and uh, uh, I'll take because if people know the day ends at 4.30, they they literally know like no matter what, the day is over at 4.30. Uh, and many times when things are running late, um, which sounds awesome, and a hour or two hour or three hour safety orientation ends up being forty five minutes because everybody else went late. So I think if you're the first person, you do the safety orientation. Then um, now of course it doesn't mean that you're not late, you know, and and squeezing the time of others, but do everything you can that safety is not squeezed. So, but you know that's awesome, and that's great for one facility. but what happens when you have multiple ones? you know because as the safety person, you might be in charge of multiple ones uh, you can't be in all of them, you can't be there every day. I mean, so you have to come up with other ways of doing it so so a um what I like to do in the ideal fashion, and of course there's there's not always an ideal fashion is. Whoever is in charge of safety at that facility and um, the management team will do the safety orientation. Not quite the same as me and not that I'm not flawed, of course, but uh, I do everything I, I can to really, um, really set that tone, really talk about it. And I want people also to understand things that when you find the problem, you fix it yourself. When you can't fix it, you talk to me, you talk to the supervisor, you talk to somebody Um, without really knowing that, uh, there could be folks who, when they find something, say, I'm not saying nothing. I'm going to keep my head down, my nose clean. I'm brand new here, not saying nothing. I'm just going to keep on going. Um, so that's ideally if you have multiple facilities, um, I have done it other ways too, um, with, um, Different effectiveness, we'll call it. Uh, I tried to do um, remote ones before because there was not a person in charge of safety at other places. And not like that wasn't good. But like all things, when you look at a screen only, you really lose that person, the person contact. Um, plus, I'm not there also to uh, do the walk around. You know, we'll walk around and here's the head count area. This is what the, uh, the fire... The um, this is what the fire alarm sounds like, you know, just just those types of things. Um, I have done it with the person supervisor, you know, and that's worked out pretty good. But you do have some supervisors that maybe don't have the best view of safety. They may see it as a bother and it's a hassle. I'm only doing this because I have to. Let's go through this safety orientation. Uh, the Plant manager option has been pretty good. Uh but at times um it's really hard to get the plant managers one hundred percent full attention, uh, because they have so many things happening, you know. Um and then finally one that I was really forced into during the, the The COVID times and some people are working and some people weren't and everything is to literally sit down with the new hire orientation and just read it right in a binder and say, I get it. I don't get it, you know, uh, follow up questions. And then whenever I made it to that facility, I would then go talk to the new folks and all that. So that was another way, um, it was not a very good way, but at times, we're really forced into kind of coming up with, given the time, resources, and things that we have, how are we going to make this work, you know? Um, so, what I'll also say is that now that I've gone, gone over a couple of things, it has to be something that works for you. So, um, I have uh, I've been doing this for 30 years. But once I kind of came up with a pretty good pattern, I really haven't deviated much. So I'm sure that there are better ways of really doing it out there. So, And that is it for today's episode number 117, Who Should Present New higher Safety Orientation? I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Please like and subscribe. It really helps me to, to get that word out so that we can continue to... Um, to share this really good um, information because the whole the whole point of doing a lot of these is to reduce accidents and injuries to the people out there. Thank you for joining me and have a safe day.